you have hashtag heel Cena. And I love me some heel Cena. He kicked out of this when this engagement at the last minute. (laughs) (laughs) Go it on, Mr. Businessman. You can't dress like me. Whether describe our facts are interrupted by quotes, cease the bullshit with live votes, just like Watts puts the juice. Hey, what's good, folks? You are listening to the 47th, 52nd edition of the Slam Rose Show. It's your boy, Bowman12L, coming from the Sunshine State, making white folks uncomfortable in Subway. Thought they was about to call the police on me, too. As always, joined by my main man, Illawasi. Illa, what's good? What's good, family? What's good, Bowman? This is the which episode? This is the uh, the 47th, 52nd, season 2, episode 2. <laughs> no, 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 no. We don't get to season 2 until we get to like the 50th, 55th. The 55th. Yeah, then we right, then we start right. season two. Yeah, we still, we, we but still I'm, I'm I'm glad you're still with us, Bowman. Uh, I hate the what, what was the subway drama? What happened? Tell tell like, the Slam Bros, clue them in. You know, we I need a boycott. From... Do we need a protest? Nah, nah. See, the people at Subways are good people. Like, oh wait, 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 wait. Before we get too deep, a disclaimer in case you aren't you aren't getting the the same superb audio. You know, audio output, uh, your man is on the road, so my setup is kind of like on the fly, so we're going to have to work a little magic, but please bear with us, you know, we'll, we'll be back to our same greatness, the great crispness that we always deliver uh, on the next installment of the Slam Bros Show. So please, please continue your story, Mr. Bowman, 12L. Look, the, the people at the subway down the, the house is, uh, I mean, they're good people, um, they gave me a free sandwich once because I patiently waited in line. And I was like, people don't patiently wait in line? <laughs> Sorry, whatever. Um, but, when, you know, no shots on Subway. But like, we got Publix down here in Florida, which is the king of sandwich. But I digress. All right. Your homie was coming from the gym looking mad brolic. All right. Walked into Subway. The dude at the end ordering his sandwich looked at me and he was looking. He was just shook. Just shook. And I'm like, damn, guy. I'm just hungry, too. All right? So, <laughs> when he stood there shook, he felt extra embarrassed, too. Because he ordered, like, a turkey and beef sandwich with double meat. All right? And my humble ass just ordered a tuna sandwich. All right? So, now he's feeling self-conscious, too. <laughs> So, made it out live, man. You know, just, you know, he felt like he's going to get the subway and he's eating right, but at the same time, he's not. So, work on your stories. <laughs> I thought we were about to have a subway shootout. You know, you threw a tuna sandwich in a dude's face. <laughs> you know, some young pimple faced 14 year old hopped over the counter and is trying to use his MMA moves that he watched. Something. <laughs> It was just twelve inch envy. That's all it is. <laughs> Work on your stories. Anyway, you made it out. I'm glad you're safe and you survived Subway. 
Man, let's get right to it. Let's grab these shovels and dig in the dirt. What we got going on? Yo, Ella, you are gonna enjoy this one. But it turns out that John Cena is a fuckboy. <laughs> Hashtag fuck John Cena. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. So like this was this was like blowing up uh all over, I guess, celebrity gossip, but um John Cena and Nikki Bella have broken off their engagement. Uh this is huge in the celebrity gossip thing because not only did John Cena propose to Nikki Bella finally at WrestleMania last year, uh, the Bellas are part of their own, like, pretty much media empire with, like, two spin-off reality TV shows and a whole bunch of other Bella branded nonsense. And so now, um, engagement's off. Uh, me, I thought it was a little weird, right? She... They they proposed at WrestleMania last year, and I don't I don't watch Total Bellas, excuse me, to, Total Bellas. So, like in the dirt sheets, wasn't really seeing a lot of reports about the wedding. But I was like, damn, like are they ever gonna get married? Like it seems like John Cena's dragging his feet, and it seems like he was. And so Nikki broke it off, and that was a whole bunch of he said she said type of shit. Who's hurt? Who's not type of hurt? But pro- here we go, um, John Cena could not commit and there's no wedding now Ella, oh, what's your hot take on this i fucking loved it his name like you, you you got hashtag fuck john cena who's the george superhero but in the real world you have hashtag heel cena and i love me some heel cena he kicked out of this when this engagement at the last minute <laughs> He super seen it up. Yeah, I loved it. You knew it wasn't going to last. You knew it. I've never watched uh, Total Divas in full. I did see the the reason why I like Heel Cena is because of the clips that I would see of him being a complete and total asshole to Nikki Bella. And you slam bros, you know your main man, Illawasi, loves a villain. That's why I love some Brock Lesnar. And Heel Cena is a real life villain. He is such a dick. He made her sign like a 75-page agreement before she could move into his house. Miz was not tripping when he came out, when he did the skit with all the rules. He was not tripping. So for this to happen, you, you knew John Cena was clear. He was straight up and down. Like, yo, I'm not trying to have kids. Like, I'm barely fucking with you. And let's be honest, folks. I mean, the, Nikki Bella's shine was really intertwined with John Cena's. Because do we care about Nikki Bella, Slam Bros? No, we do not. Does anybody really care about the Bellas? No, they do not. They're barely functioning in WWE. But being attached to Cena helped. Being attached to Daniel Bryan helped. Because those are beloved wrestling figures, for good or ill. Now, the Brie, Bryan, Daniel Bryan situation, they have, seem to have a pretty solid marriage and relationship. But Nikki just always kind of seemed like, eh, kind of suspect. You know, so... Is she suspect? Or she had to sign 75 pages to move in. I mean, she got a lot to But it's to like, she with. probably really liked... But it's just... It's, it's, it's a different thing if it was like Charlotte or Naomi 
or somebody who was really just popular and on the strength of themselves? Who was really checking for the Bellas? You know, WWE kind of created this reality thing to cash in, and they had like their little following, true enough, and that's great. You know, and I'm going to let you finish like Kanye. But <laughs> nobody's really checking for the Bellas like that. Who, who really watches their reality show like that? And that's why they've had all the other people. If it wasn't for the John Cena clips that I saw, I've never seen that show. I don't know anybody who's seen that show. I'm talking about grown-ass women. I don't know them. So I don't know who really watches it. But Hill Cena, he was always straight up. I'm not trying to have kids. I'm, like, I'm barely fucking with you, Nikki. Like, <laughs> I mean, and you got to love it, respect the honesty. He was not, you know, tripping about it. So the whole story of him having cold feet, no shit. They, they proposed, they did the whole thing as a WrestleMania moment. It really seemed like John Cena over time, like she was just like another young wrestling chick he was fucking with. And over time, he grew to care about her. And he kind of got stuck in that weird spot of a lot of men, you know, and it's partly his fault for his own kind of cowardice and not really just being clear, you know, because sometimes dudes will get in a situation where it's like you enjoy hitting it and you enjoy being with the person and you care about them and they aren't doing anything enough for you to like break it off with them. So you just kind of take that coward's way out, you know, and you're just kind of there riding it out until the wheels fall. And the wrestle, it seems like him doing the WrestleMania proposal was probably a company thing because they knew it would be a WrestleMania moment. And for him, it was probably more of a way of saying, hey, if I go through with this, I'm kind of, it's like a, a Jedi mind trick on himself. Like, if I go through with this, then I'm really going to follow through and try to commit to marrying this woman. But that ruse and that, that wool he was trying to pull over his eyes eventually, you know, was just showing himself. Because the thing of it is, is like when you try to fool yourself and it's something that you really don't want to do, you're going to be subtly just dropping hints and clues and signs the whole way. And if you do, if you would have got married to this woman, he would have resented her and it would have been just terrible. So, I mean, it's a good thing for both of them. She can find somebody who really is into her and really can give her what she wants. And he can keep screwing these wrestling groupies and, you know, cashing these checks. Because his big thing was he's really about security. And he really wants to make sure that he can take care of his family and be a provider. And, I mean, he was just honest about that. He's like, I'm not a great brother. You know, and not even that good of a dude, but I want to be I want to be a good provider. So if you read the articles and stuff like all everything was there. So it's not like something was, um, you know, he didn't like jump out the bushes or something, you know, with this. He was always who he was. She liked him. And he was he's that main dude. But it's weird, right, too, when like he's always doing all these make a wish things for the kids and whatnot. But he's so averse to having kids. Um, I just kids, know kids cost money. <laughs> it don't cost you nothing but a few minutes of time to come and give somebody a hug and take a photo with him and that's part of his job you know and you see he's a like for all the for all the shit I give John Cena he does put in the work he does do to make a wish you know he's a terrible wrestler and he may actually hold people down but you know in terms of like not trying to squash them and not trying to let them succeed but he's a company man so he's done his he's done his part I mean, so you can't, you know, I can't front on them for that. But outside of the ring, heel Cena rules. I, That's or, who I've always championed. Give me heel Cena versus this milky toast hashtag fuck John Cena dude we get all the time. Look, I know uh, the next person who John Cena tries to say isn't man enough 
or doesn't have the balls to face him in the ring, they need to be like, well, look, man, you you ain't man enough to put to wife up your lady of six years. Just call him out on his bullshit. Oh my God! I, if the Miz <laughs> and John Cena were going at it right now, because the Miz lit his ass up leading into WrestleMania, lit his ass up. It was awesome. And now the breakup of their relationship is equally awesome. <laughs> he will right. Cena forever. Y'all, let's move on to a little bit of uh, sad news. Uh, Bruno San Martino has passed away. The uh, two-time WWE champ also uh, has the longest title reign in WWE history at over 10 years. <laughs> that first reign. <laughs> you know, um, you know, he, you know, Fortunately, he was balancing some health problems when you get a little bit older, and uh, he passed away. Um, you could thank Triple H, who repaired the relationship. Uh, Bruno, uh, he says, you know, he's credited Triple H, bringing him back in the fold. Um, Triple H says Bruno's become, like, a, uh, a good friend of his, you know, over the years. And um, that's why we've kind of seen him back on the TV. Now, he's before my time, you know. You learn of him through the grapevine, but you know I wasn't I wasn't around to watch Bruno wrestle. Now I wasn't around to watch him wrestle per se, but I grew up on Mid South Wrestling with uh, Paul Bosch and Junkyard Dog and the Road Warriors and all the stuff that came up. So when they back then when they had the territories, so you knew about and San Martino was before that, so you heard about him and you know you start hearing about the graces they were coming up. Um, it's strangely enough, like my, in my comic book that I'm going to self-publish one day, I'm working on it. I have a character that is actually, is a troll, big troll bodyguard that I named San Martino, uh, in honor of Bruno, you know, months and well, years ago, actually. Um, cause I always thought it was a cool ass name and just having this kind of bulky bruiser, but Bruno was just beloved, you know, so. Uh, rest in peace to Mr. Bruno San Martino. His imprint and his legend in the world of wrestling will live on forever and ever and a day. Yeah, R.I.P. Bruno. Yo, moving on. What we got, man? We got uh, uh, Kenneth Lee, indie superstar. Kenneth Lee could be showing up in a WWE ring sometime soon. Uh, he was working Access over WrestleMania weekend, and he kind of gave this, you know, after his match, he kind of gave this, like, teary-eyed thanks to the fan speech. It's been great. It's been real. So a lot of people are speculating, yo, he's leaving AAW and uh, maybe PWG for NXT or maybe WWE sometime soon. Um, bro, I don't think you've, I don't know if you've seen uh, Keith Lee, but um, big dude. I think he's around like 300 pounds, black guy. Um, just entertain, entertaining the ring. A lot of power moves, man. Very quick, too. Yeah, so it'd be a good get. It would be. They'd probably screw it up. But it'd be a good get. <laughs> you know how WWE gets down. 
can't have. They can take a great thing and make it ass in no time. Yeah, man, can't can't think, man. So, yo, have you heard all this random, not crazy stuff going on Rusev Day? Yeah, he was supposed to be in the casket match with the Undertaker. Then Michelle McCool got a little pissed off because of an age joke or something he made. Well, that's the rumor that she got upset. So WWE, of course, freaking out, being the you know corporate tight asses that they are, pulled Rusev from the match, booking Chris Jericho into the match. Then they found out that the Undertaker wasn't mad about the joke at all, and then they unclenched their ass cheeks and removed Jericho and put Rusev back into the match. And yeah, I mean, typical corporate WWE overreactive bullshit. Um, fucking company. Yeah, so we got we got rumors that it was because of something he said. Um, then we have rumors. Um... No, it was because of an interview he did. He gave an yeah. interview in character where I think he was talking to TMZ or something. Nah, Dave Meltzer, Wrestling Observer, he's now saying that it's just Vince changing his mind at the last goddamn minute. Ah, okay. Like, senility. So, like, yeah, Vince was changing his mind because uh, Taz believed... It was related to a tweet. Because, you know, Rusev's Twitter game is strong. Uh, when the casket match was announced, Rusev tweeted, Okay, just bear me softly, will you? Alright? Ha <laughs> ha. Yo, good reference. Spot, right? Right? So, um, the rumor was, officials thought that Rusev was being a little too tongue-in-cheek. Right? And so they were actually burying him. <sighs> Fucking WWE. Y'all don't get it. I mean, like, yo, the dude's moving t-shirts. Um, he's the hottest guy. Like, it's clear how hot Rusev is. Right? And yes. this isn't just like but this, WWE. This is another example. WWE is petty. They didn't create Rusev Day. Rusev did on his own. And now you know, yeah, you're getting money or whatever, but we don't want to see you there. We don't want you to shine in that way right now. So we're just going to be petty about it. And that's what they do. It's what they do. Man, I, think, uh, I don't know, man. I feel like they could be making more money if they just, you know, let things flow naturally. Instead of, like, trying, you know, force things. Yo, you know who's not forcing things? Who's that? You know whose life is always in motion? Oh, we, I'm I'm gonna get say we told you so, but we told you so. Ella, are you ready? I, I have to. Las Aventuras de Alberto Albatron y sus amigos. When we last left our hero, things were looking. Oh, for the Alberto Del Rio Redemption Tour. Had a job, maybe a new lady in his life, was spending time with his kids, um, wasn't fighting anybody, and was avoiding all scandals. But as we mentioned, this is Alberto El Patron. We told you the fall was coming. We told you he couldn't keep this up. We told did we not tell him Illa? We told we told him like yo, this is like he can't keep this up. Like he this 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 new look Alberto lasted for last long. all of three weeks. 
I'm like, how does this dude manage to constantly, constantly stay? He's a recurring segment on our show. That's impressive. They need to hire him as the most interesting man in the world. Those Ekis, get on your job, marketing. Due to knowledge on Alberto El Patron, what did he do now? Yo, so Alberto got fired from his job. So On his day know. off? <laughs> no, it was not his day off. Uh, as we discussed, I think like him and like um, Pentagon, Phoenix, and Austin Aries were supposed to be wrestling uh, in some like warehouse. Uh, WrestleMania weekend for for some company, uh, I, I I I don't know. They might be Canadian, maybe maybe I think they're Canadians. Right, they were supposed to wrestle for this Canadian wrestling company, and Alberto didn't show up to work. <laughs> no reason given, just didn't show up to work. So they were like, "Yo, we are cutting ties with Alberto El Patron effective immediately." All right. Alberto didn't say anything for a couple of days. Alberto came back and he says he's fine. He's doing fine. He had a family emergency. And you know, Alberto, he's a family man. Family comes first. That's all he's going to say. But other than that, he's doing fine. Doing fine. Just fine. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Still fine. Um, he's focusing on promoting Combat Americas. He's doing that. He's still got that. Still got that Telemundo coming sometime. And he's reassuring everyone that he's retiring from wrestling at the end of this year. Doing fine. (laughs) Alrighty then. Well... In the aftermath of WrestleMania 34, in the the down and dirty southern New Orleans, we had my main man, Barack Lesnar, retain his title over that sucker, mutter, uh, 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 Roman Reigns. And life was sweet. Life was good. Because nobody saw it coming. Not even me. And I loved it. Thank you, WWE, for that hearty laugh as I watched Roman Reigns once again face defeat. Which, of course, led into the superstar shakeup. And that's been the drama over the last two weeks as the superstars from Raw and SmackDown have changed rosters. You know, uh, like a three-card Monty game on the streets of New York. WWE shifts around their superstars and usually makes things far worse than they do better. But this one actually was pretty good. Because normally they will poach all the hot talent from SmackDown and then send them the loose change from Raw. But in this one, you know, SmackDown got some good, some good jumps. I was actually kind of pleased at how this played out. Yeah, SmackDown, they got some hit- hitters, man. So, um, it was weird. They were playing like hot potato with the uh, U.S. championship for a while. We'll get to it. But um, Jenna Mahal was like the first superstar in the show. Also, you know what? The logistics of the... Sh- of the You're not supposed to think about this shit. 
All right, WWE launch. You're not supposed to think about this. But what the hell are these GR, these GMs trading? All right? Like, you're going to tell me Daniel Bryan and, and Shane McMahon just traded away Jinder Mahal, the U.S. championship, to Raw. All right? With no getting nothing else in return. They didn't get the, the IC champion. They didn't. They just sent one of their belts away with nothing else. Like, come on. What what happened? All right, this isn't making sense. Um, but, yo, Hard Body Mahal, uh, he came over there. And um, he got to face Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy, of course, got the win and the U.S. championship. And he's now the latest, like, Grand Slam victory. And then a lot of people on Twitter was like, hey, WTF, man. Wasn't this guy just get, like, another DUI, like, a couple of weeks ago? Like... How's he got a belt? I didn't hear about the DUI, but I do know that Vince McMahon loves him some Jeff Hardy. I've tried to told you time and time again, Bowman, he loves him some Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy is who he wants, and Matt Hardy is the 238 pounds of trash that comes along with him. So... No offense to the woken broken family. I'm just saying that's probably how Vince views it. So if I gotta if I gotta deal with your brother to get you, fine. You you better put some respect on his name, all right? For Senior Benjamin shows up at your house. Oh no no! I, I, re, I, re, I respect Matt. I respect Matt. I mean his whole the fact that he came up you know and did the whole broken gimmick is dope to me. But Vince didn't care about that. You, I mean he signed him, but I'm, I tried to tell you months ago. He's doing this to get Jeff, and that's what he did. He got Jeff. Jeff is back on the fast track. I mean, he's got the w, uh, the uh, United States Championship right now, so Gender had to unass that belt, which is perfectly fine because Gender. So, and I, I I love Jeff Hardy, but I, I mean, always the key when you're dealing with 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 groups or duos or whatever, whoever gets the fly theme music, that's who the company really is backing. Roman Reigns has the Shield theme, which is dope. Jeff Hardy has that cool ass Hardy voice theme, which is dope. So I mean, you know, Jeff. Oh, oh, yeah, we're rocking with Jeff. Give him the fly theme music. That's how it goes. That's uh, how it goes. We, what happened after that? Oh, we had Sasha Banks and Bailey continue their passive aggressive feud to nowhere. Feud, excuse me, to nowhere, because once again, the riot squad. Excuse me, though. Damn, what the hell's up tonight? The Riot Squad had to come and once again make a statement by beating up. Man, I hate that, man. Like, when you, you you can show up and make a statement without putting hands on somebody for a pointless beatdown. Uh, they do it at NXT all the time, which pops the crowd even more when they just pan the camera over and it's just someone sitting there. And like, what are they doing here? That's so effective. You don't have to go, you know. But uh, Riot Squad shows up on Raw. They beat down. I like a good beat down, so. Yeah, but it wasn't that good of a beat down. It was just I like. Mean, I mean, true. It was just like, you know. I like the I like Absolution far more than Riot Squad. So that was my thing, too. Were you not thinking, like, damn, like, are they just going to merge them all into one group? Because we're pretty much the same thing on the same Raw. I but was, they, I was yeah. curious to see if they would have an Absolution versus Riot Squad. I mean, Paige is injury kind of derailed that. So, you know, we'll see what happens. Uh, AOP, um, 
made I'm their debut. Them, I'm waiting for them to uh, drop a rap album. <laughs> They're gonna <laughs> link up with the, um, Action Bronson because they're Albanian. <laughs> The, the thing I love the most about AOP is the fact that their name is Occam and Razar, Occam's Razor. So I just love that little play. And I wonder how many of the WWE quote unquote universe is that just totally flying over their heads. But uh, I think that's, a, that's, that's real cute for them to go that route with their naming. Not bad. All right. My second uh, favorite segment of the night was... Uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn announced that they got jobs, and tell me, so and Heath Sammy Slater's Zane, still trying to take care of his kids, bro. Yeah, like, yo, Heath Slater, Heath Slater needs that man's got kids. Hopefully, his tax return is good. Oh wait, it's not. He's an independent contractor. That means he got to pay all those taxes. Is mother fucking <laughs> self. Yep. Because <laughs> WWE fucks <laughs> over their contractors. And these oh, idiots God. won't unionize. So, but, um, yo, Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are now officially on Raw. And what I found hilarious was Sami pulls out the letter, and I'm like, if this man doesn't pull out reading glasses to read it uh, satirically, I don't know what else. And he does. He pulls out the reading glasses, <laughs> and then he does the little flick motion you know, the little, like, asshole, like, hold on, let me get my glasses out. <laughs> and then readjust them on his face. And then he kind of, like, sticked his butt out in the air just to, like, just to be an ass. Because, like, Heel Sami Zayn is all about showing out. <laughs> Heel Sami Zayn is much more palatable than regular Sami Zayn. And then he reads the he's letter. Just obnoxious. And he's just articulating every letter, every punctuation. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah, man, that was that was gold. That moment was gold. You know. Um. Your, your, uh, your boys came over the fashion files. Yo, the Breezango. So here's the thing. Hopefully, now that uh. They're on Raw. They'll have time to play the episodes on on air again because, like, no one pays attention to those pre-retape video segments on the screen. But, like, the Fashion Files was just hilarious, all right? And it was a crime that the training montage was not shown on SmackDown, all right? These fools had a training montage and still got their asses kicked. all right but um yo they got a um they they got a win they got a win and um hopefully you know they'll 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 let them continue to do their things i was excited because raw gives them more new avenues to investigate you know um they're terrible policemen not even real policemen but you know they don't know that they can keep that. Unfortunately, their their BFS um, are still on SmackDown. But hey, these things happen. Yeah, and then with their win over the bar, they may actually be inserted into that whole world tag title tournament thing that they have going on. Because um, the other side of that was Matt Hardy and Bray Wyatt, uh, who made his return after being dumped in the Lake of Resurrection. Basically still is Bray Wyatt, but with like a different attitude. 
I'm, I'm like, this is a Vince thing. Like, if you're going to throw someone in the lake, they have to come back differently. Um, I don't think Vince understands how the lake works. Everyone else understands how the lakes work, except Vince. So now, I guess he thinks, oh, you can just use the lake to change someone's alignment from heel to face. But um, <laughs> broken-ass Matt Hardy talking to the Andre the Giant trophy? All right, I'm game for it. I mean, Matt, is, he's just making the most of it. I love it. He he, he definitely uh, plays it to the hilt. I like what they've done with Bray, giving him some... Aligning him with Matt gives him some fresh water to play in so they can kind of take it for a minute. If they don't, you know, rush it, WWE definitely will rush through a storyline. And I would be curious if they just really let them play with this and just let them have some fun with it for a while. Also, it, it takes the pressure off of Bray, right? Like, he was a cult leader. We talked about it with no cult. In this dynamic, he's he's not the leader, you know? So Yeah, but he still has the lamp and all the other stuff. So he has all the trappings. He just smiles more. Yeah. <laughs> um, Hey, all y'all Mickey James haters out there. I respect y'all mouths on Twitter. Popping off, talking about nobody care about Mickey James and her tassels. Why Mick James got a job? Defend those tassels, Bowman. I know you want right. to defend those tassels. People like them. Some Mickey James. She's an excellent pro wrestler. She's got that fire. Did I you like... see her wearing a, a, a purple salmon suit? Nah. And also, did you see how she took that eclipse on Monday? Yeah, I like Ember Moon. <laughs> Ember Moon was dope. So she get her getting the call up. It's pretty cool. I wonder how long it'll be before she comes into conflict with Nia Jax for the women's title. Ah, they probably won't do face versus face for a while because let Nia, let Nia eat. You know, she's got that belt finally, and she needs to hold it for a while. They have to. They definitely need to build up somebody uh, to beat to beat Nia. But uh, yo, Mickey James took that eclipse like a pro. Flip that out inside in, man. She was like dead. Um, Dolph Ziggler is here on Raw. His entrance music is still confused. This whole like, we have the record scratch before the music starts. No, it should be music starts, record scratch, then start music. You can't just scratch music on nothing. Well, what makes the record scratch awkward is they do the record scratch and then it's silent. Like, if they did the record scratch right into the theme, then it'd be fine. And his theme is dope. That I'm here to show the world. I'm here to show the world. Bullshit. Like, that shit is dope. So, if all they're going to do to change is add the little record scratch, that's fine. But they need to cut out that damn space after the scratch. All right. So, uh, Titus Worldwide got a beatdown. I'm going to say this only happened because... Uh, wait, Dana- wait, wait, wait. You act like you're surprised. Look, look. It we know, we know because that Dana the Brooke affirmative did not squad. have, she did not have her statistics book out there, and she couldn't run the numbers to know that he was about to get jumped. <laughs> All right, you know damn well <laughs> that they are the affirmative action squad. Receiving an ass whooping is what they do. All right, uh, yo, Drew McGeary, he was back. Um, not gonna lie, they're, they're, alright, so the zigzag is a pretty dumb move, alright, who, who, the zigzag, Drew McGarry, who, Mikhail, 
I don't even know how to say it. He's, Ma- he's like, Drew McIntyre. Is McIntyre? You're an English professor, man. What Yo, the hell? Ha- <laughs> Yo, Drew McIntyre, he's back. All right, the zigzag, stupid finishing move. All right, the zigzag with the Claymore, dope tag team finish. That's a, that's a dope finish. I don't know what they're going to do. Here's the funny thing. No one's excited that Drew is with Ziggler. Everyone's like now trying to like plot how to get 3MB back together. <laughs> it might be like, coming. Everyone on Twitter had the same damn joke at the same damn time. Like, oh, everyone from 3MB is on Raw for the first time in like, oh my God. They might, they might do it. No, they're not. It's WWE. Like, we all realize how wonderful it would be. So they're going to, like, you remember how when they had Balor Club and they had, like, everyone from Bullet Club on Raw and they just avoided the situation until they just randomly threw Finn and Anderson and Gallows in a tag team and they had to be like, oh, yeah, by the way, they all know each other from Japan. Hashtag WWE license. All right. Um, yo, Samoa Joe was out there to hand Roman Reigns his ass again for the second week in a row. Oh, wait, before you get to that. You have you have to speak on Ronda Rousey making that that appearance that oh, random with Natalie? random save of Natalia. Oh, that's right, Natalia, English Natalia. instructor. Yeah, Natalia. So Ronda Rousey, I guess she's going to be going up against uh, part of Absolution. Yeah, I mean that would be something fun. Wait, so that means Absolution is still on the show. Absolution, they... I totally forgot about them. Yeah, so maybe they'll go up against. Um, so Paige is gone, but Absolution remains. Yeah, they're still there. That should that could be interesting because so, I like I like Mandy and Sonya, but that's so, a random thing for Ronda to do. Natty by Nature is now on Raw, you know, and she's face again I, I, because she helped train Ronda and their friends. Hashtag WWE Logic. I don't know, man. Like, I want to like Natalia. I want to, but her character is just awful. I don't care. I like her, <laughs> her. I like her ring gear. So, and she can wrestle. That's a great combination for me. I know. I just, I just, my, my, my yo. What she? So what? What is she bumping? What is face? Uh, Natty bump. What's the? What's the? What's the playlist look like? I mean, you can still go with Pac. He has some positive songs. You think she stays Pac? Definitely. Definitely stays with Pac. She gonna switch it up to uh, UGK? Nah. I mean, I love that. You know, we gotta rip the home to Texas, but nah. What about two live crew? As naughty as I wanna be? Like, as excuse me, as nasty as I wanna be? As natty as I wanna be. <laughs> I, I could see her trying to uh, do the white girl twerk to that. <laughs> I, I can see that but you know and that's a very comedic visual but yeah uh, so now let's get to Roman Reigns coming out there bitching and moaning one more time and Samoa Joe coming out there and delivering another masterpiece promo as he laid waste to Roman Reigns' nonsense and just called him out like, <laughs> and he brought the footage too. That's what made it so great. Samoa, 
Samoa Joe is going to be the perfect heel champ. If they don't do some WWE logic dumb shit and make him into like one of those cowardly heels, if they just leave him just as he is, because Samoa Joe is perfect. He knows how to talk that shit. He knows how to get in the ring and scrap and back it up. He is going to be perfection as that heel champ that everybody's trying to come take out. And I loved it. I loved him just dissecting everything Roman Reigns had to say. Like, <laughs> what made it great was how he just chopped up because Roman's whole thing into the bill for um for for going against Brock was that you know I I'm, I'm here and I'm all, I'm here all the time and whatever that nonsense is that I'm talking. And I I come and I oil and grease and slick my hair back for you guys. I spray this conditioner in and you don't appreciate it. You see how wet my hair is. You see how wet my hair is. I did this for you. And Samoa Joe just came in there and we just chopped him up. Nobody cares, sucker. <laughs> now, the one thing I thought would have made it next level is Samoa Joe brought footage of Brock beating down Roman. I'm like, why didn't you include footage of you beating down Roman too? No, he came down there to beat down Roman himself. Right? Like, you, you, you put them hands on Roman a couple of times. You know, you've chucked him out a couple of times. Like, you can include that in the footage. Um, yo, let me tell you something funny about this Roman Reigns situation, man. Because we're, 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 we're approaching year five of it. And uh, one of my students, you know, he came. It was like a dress down Dre. And he was wearing a Roman Reigns shirt. And I was like, for real? You can come in my class with a Roman Reigns shirt? And he's that's, like, yeah, yeah. That's and I'm so like, disrespectful. I was like, you don't hear this man getting booed every single night? And he's like, nuh-uh. He's only got booed twice. And I was like, what do you, what do you mean? I'm like, every every night he gets booed. Are you out your mind? Like, every single night. So I had to investigate this. I'm like, I don't know if the child was just in denial or what was up. So it turns out, because, um, of course, you know, he can't stay up that late to watch Raw. He'll wake up early in the morning before school and catch the Raw replay, which is... They edit out the booze. So he doesn't know. He doesn't know that this man is booed constantly. <laughs> they edit out the booze. Wow. <laughs> you need to educate that young man. <laughs> and let him know to watch Raw live. So there's probably like a whole generation of people who don't even know how they, how trash fans across the nation think Roman Reigns is because they're watching the Raw replay. That is some dastardly shit, WWE. <laughs> so like, yeah, we were like, yo, no, he gets booed. Like, and a bunch of other kids are like, no, he definitely gets booed and he just honestly didn't know. <laughs> oh, man. That's um, yo Baron Corbin is now on Raw. Uh, talk about that, and then there was the the main event of Raw, which was the ten man tag with Finn Balor, Seth Rollins, Braun Strowman, Bobby Lashley, and Bobby Roode. I called a Team B because all those damn Bobbies and Brons on there. All right, <laughs> defeated Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, The Miz. Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas. All right. Um, I don't know. It felt like I know y'all wanted something to do with Bobby Lashley, but it doesn't seem like 
if you're going to set him up to be like a power wrestler, I guess they're not going to set him up to be like a, a special attraction. Just throw him in a 10-minute tag like that. You know. Uh, I figured they would want to go like, hey, Bobby Lashley, he's an MMA fighter like Brock Lesnar. His record is technically better than Brock Lesnar's. Um, you know, but they just kind of throw him in there. He's got a headband. If you haven't seen his latest work now, he has a headband. Why is this dude wearing this ridiculous headband, too? He looks like a penis sliding through a, a hole of... Like, what is he doing with this headband? It's ridiculous. Take off the damn headband, Bobby Lashley. He does. When he needs to power up, he takes the headband off. But it'd be di- if, if the headband was like merchandise that said like Lashley on it or something cool. But no, it's just a damn headband. <laughs> and with the elbow pads and the knee pads, it just looks ridiculous. <laughs> it's a ridiculous look. Oh my god! And he's all and because he's like super swole, having like the you know it's like <laughs> it looks like he's just he's he's being squished through something. You know, like you have a tube <laughs> of dough. So like through the elbow pads and the knee pads, it just looks like oh man, come on, come on, Lash, you got you got to do better. Is is they they did? I felt like I felt like this match was like, you know, a kid on Christmas trying to play with all his toys at once, and it's not that special. So. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's what that. The Miz is now on on SmackDown, and we can now finally see the Miz versus Daniel Bryan. This is gonna be this is gonna be dope. Oh, also on SmackDown. Moving to SmackDown. It's like, yo, they got Daniel Bryan. And it's like, they're wasting no time just kind of putting him in, like, first night back on a job. Daniel Bryan versus AJ Styles. All right. So, yeah, zero, the match zero ended. 0-2-100. Yo, the match ended in DQ with, you know, uh, Nakamura. Some people are calling him Dickamora. Seeing how he just, like, hitting people in the balls now. <laughs> But it's so funny, dude, because he, he does it and it's so exaggerated. Yes. <laughs> That's what makes it great. It's so he'll like he'll he'll, he'll he'll do the uppercut and just linger. And it's like he's just letting like dick and ball odor just get all on his bicep like that. Like, no, get your arm from under there, Nakamura. Like, what are you doing, man? But it's so much comedy. Oh, oh my goodness. Yeah. So SmackDown opens up. Um, it was AJ Styles versus Rusev Day. Uh, ended in a DQ because uh, Aiden, uh, Aiden English uh, snuck in the match, did some shenanigans. Daniel Bryan made a save. So we did the Teddy Long thing and made it for a tag team match for the main event. Paige with the, with the hilarious Teddy Long impersonation. All right. Um,. Jeff Hardy's now on SmackDown. I guess Superstar Shakeup. Yeah, this this is just like whatever. That was don't even try and find a logic in that. Uh defeated Shelton Benjamin. Benjamin was uh rolling dolo for Benjamin was talking thing. mad shit too. He, was. he came here talking. He was talking spicy. And Jeff Hardy once again rolls out, just like he rolled up on gender. Jeff Hardy rolls out. And laid the 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 L on Shelton. So what was up with Randy Orton? Like Randy Orton rolled out there first, and we're just looking a goddamn fool. 
Well, Randy Orton came to try to answer the challenge, but you know. They already played Randy's music and everything. And he kind of strolled his slow ass Randy Orton ass ass walk out there. And that's because Jeff got to the ring first? Jeff Hardy is cooler and you know he got to the ring faster. Like <laughs> Randy is a snake, so he has to slither. <laughs> <laughs> I guess, man. That was that was ridiculous. Like why not they had no acknowledgement of that. Just Randy starts walking. It's Jeff Hardy. <laughs> it's just like, all right. What did Randy do? I mean, they could have had him like sit at the sit at the announce table or something. Nah, he needs to sit there. I just, I kind of like Randy that like he wrestles half his matches in his dumbass sweater vest now. <laughs> like you could tell he just like he. It's a vis. It's a good visual of him just not giving a fuck that he can't even bother to take off a training gear. The sleeveless hoodie. <laughs> It's not protecting you from the elements, son. It's like... <laughs> what? Oh, shit. It's like... No, I got a vest, but no, it's better. It has a hood. Like, no. Oh, my God. All right. <sighs> Randy Orton. So, now, Absolution is on SmackDown. So, not joining the Ryan squad. They're over there on SmackDown for the shakeup. So, rejoining Boss Page from SmackDown. Uh, Luke Harper defeated Jay Uso. The Bludgeon Brothers are they're OP, bro. They're like one of those old bosses in an arcade machine. You just you just got to grind away your tokens on it. Because <laughs> they're not really hard. They're just like cheap. They just got high HP. <laughs> <laughs> So no one um, with the obscure eighties references. <laughs> Kids are like, what the hell is an arcade? <laughs> I, I have a console or a souped up modded PC. What are you talking about? Um Yo, so it was a beatdown and then Naomi came out and pleaded for mercy. Uh and it was I don't know, they're trying something different. If it would work, it's... I I don't know. I'll watch it again. I don't know. But see, I don't like the idea of Naomi pleading. Like, I, I, I would have rather her come out there and start fighting with him. It's like throw hands. Yeah, let her get out there and throw hands. You aren't going to touch my man. Like, pick up one of them hammers. Be like, you know... I think that would have been a bad... That would have been a, a great way to just demonstrate yeah. the badass nature of her character. And then just had the Bludgeon Brothers kind of give her her respect, you know, like okay, we we did Damn. just beat your man, but I just had this you... crazy visual in my head, right? Mm-hmm. Like Naomi and like Thor cosplay, but it's feel the glow, so the the lights come off, and she's like holding the hammer up, and it's like all those neon lights in the Thor costume. That is actually one of the cooler things you've said in the last six months, <laughs> and and not a bad idea. That actually would be pretty fly. We, we got, we're going to have to tweet that at Naomi. Do Thor. In fact, actually, because if you're a comics head, Storm is now Thor in the comics. Uh, for those who are... This is, a, this is a little, you know, fan bros deep dive. But many, many, many years ago in the New Mutants Annual, the X-Men went to Asgard. Danny Moonstar became a Valkyrie. Store, uh, Storm was also taken up one of the Asgardians and had a hammer. And so she was like a Thor many years ago. They brought it back up a couple years ago. 
when it did the Secret Wars event. And like a couple weeks ago in the comics, uh, the hammer that Storm had came flying back to her hand. You know, she's a fucking Thor again. So that would actually be a cool cosplay and kind of relevant and multi-pop cultural references if Naomi was able to actually incorporate that. That would be pretty dope. So not a bad idea, though. Golf clap. Uh, yeah, yeah. Congratulations to me. Uh, yo, Samoa Joe is now on SmackDown, and he wants he put everyone on notice. Everyone on notice. Um, choked out. Um, choked out. Sin Cara. All right. His promo like, was dope. <laughs> and and yo, he called out Randy Orton, called out Daniel Bryan, called out AJ Styles, and then still had time. The shit on Roman Reigns. Still had time. <laughs> That's what makes it so awesome. Samoa Joe makes sense. He is the anti WWE logic. He makes so much sense. I called out Roman last night using logic because he's Brock is Roman's kryptonite and he keeps beating your ass. I keep beating your ass. I'm gonna serve you up. You can believe it. Samoa Samoa Joe. It's like your mom telling you not to act up in the grocery store or else I'm going to leave you right here. <laughs> and we know that the mom is going to leave you. Like, that's Samoa Joe. He does what he says he's going to do. I'm out there to deliver punishment and pain. Awesome. Thank you, Samoa Joe. We appreciate you. All right. We have Sanity minus Nikki Cross is coming to uh, SmackDown. There's a lot of speculation as why Nikki Cross is not being included. Some are saying that she's the biggest baby face on NXT in the women's division and they need her to challenge uh for that championship right now so she's not joining them immediately but Sandy is gonna be joining SmackDown and that's a good get for SmackDown all right like like you mentioned earlier like SmackDown actually got some good shit this time you know um as long as they're not treating SmackDown as they were the last nine months this shakeup could be could be good you know, if they just went back to SmackDown of like a year and a half ago during the original brand split, or not the original, the rebrand split. Um, there was a Bella Nation. Mela Nation. Mela Nation. Uh, yeah, yeah, not a Bella's. Carmella. Kella. This is a Mela Nation for. I don't know. It was, it was all right. It was all right. Uh, Charlotte was out there. She said she's going to throw down. And the. Iconics came out, and, uh, you know, the old numbers game. I, I guess wrestlers don't count, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I think I feel like you, you, you're you big and bad and whatnot, man, but, like, when the, the numbers, the damn numbers game comes and gets you, like, um, that's what they get. So the funny thing about this beatdown is, like, Becky Lynch's reaction to it, which was not shown on TV. It was like a Twitter gem. It's like Becky Lynch is watching the monitor backstage eating an oversized bowl of cereal. All right. <laughs> what the fuck? And she sees Charlotte getting beat down and she drops the cereal and starts running to the ring. <laughs> I did not see the reaction. But that right. is comedy. Yeah, yeah. Why was she cereal I, randomly watching in the background? I, and was I it like the big question is, was it Bootios? <laughs> See, that's the thing. We can't perform if it's Bootios. Like that would be next level if it was Bootios. But it's like I, 
if you're an athlete and you need to carb load before, I feel like cereal would not be an effective way to do it. Yeah, yeah true enough. And that, that led into the uh, the whole Charlotte Flair versus, uh, what is it, Billy K? Billy K, yeah. Match with uh, Becky Lynch and Peyton Royce at ringside. That turned, of course, into a beatdown. Another damn numbers game that can't count. Because, you know, the Iconics are doing their thing. And, they, and then uh, Carmella was there to... The numbers game it was uneven. <laughs> but, of course... Who showed up to make the save? Oscar came out. So here's the thing. So uh, the after the streak ended at WrestleMania, um, you know, I know a lot of people Ooh, got feelings about hiss, you know. hiss, Look, I feel like it frees up things, not just for Oscar, but for like other women. Like, so if there is a multi-woman match and Oscar's in it, like it's not a. 99% that Oscar's gonna win, but we now have that possibility of like, you know, other things happen. Um, oh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, I wasn't, I didn't think she should have lost, but I wasn't really that mad about it for the reasons you said. It relieves that tension, that pressure. I just think they should have done a better job building into it because right, they didn't, yeah. they didn't do a good job of building the match uh, of Oscar versus Charlotte. Had they done it in a way where we cared, then it would have been fine. But it just seemed random as fuck, you know? Yeah, it was one of those WWE randoms. But um, I think what was a little after is some of the, the dirt people are saying Vince has lost faith in Asuka. And I'm like, in what way? I'm like, but then again, like, I don't know Vince McMahon. Most of these dirt writers don't know Vince McMahon. But the one consistent that I've seen throughout the years is this man is random. There's no logic to his thought process. <laughs> All right, um, and and so I don't know what Oscar could have done, what numbers he's could have seen that uh, has allowed him to lose faith in her. Which I don't. Know. We we would have to see if well, she starts you know, losing. If she starts about, losing, then I think that would confirm the, it. The thing about WWE is, how do you lose faith in people when you're the one booking their matches? <laughs> that, that's the thing that's amazing to me. You can make them look however you want them to look if you just you know. Book them. It's like, yeah, you book them. Like, how do you lose faith in someone who seems to be still be over with the crowd and still have all the faith in someone who, you know, like 60% of the crowd, 67% of the crowd is booing constantly? I don't, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. Look, I just teach English and can't pronounce words. So I, don't, I don't know what I'm talking about. All right. Um, That's true. <laughs> the bar are heading to SmackDown. All right. Um, Ty Dillinger still has a job. Uh, New Jay. Okay. All right. Oh, did you see? Why in the hell was that dude giving Big E a piggyback ride? Who knows? But it was comedy. <laughs> it's like Big E is twice this dude's size. That's what makes it funny. <laughs> That's what makes it funny. Right. And random. All right, they they run into Ty Dillinger, who runs into R Truth, and there's a moment of tension there, and you're like, oh, what's gonna happen? And apparently, like R Truth and Dillinger are really cool with each other, but we also learn that even though R Truth is on SmackDown, 
well, we don't even know if they're on SmackDown. Truth thinks it's Monday, and this is Raw. He don't know what day of the week it is. He's on the affirmative action. <laughs> and know, then, like... If it's not the first or 15th, then all the other days become a blur. Yo, yo. But, like, um, Kofi and um, freaking Woods' ad lib, is he going to be all right? No. No, he's definitely not going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> Not even, not even like, no, he's definitely, there's something wrong with him. Uh, Andreas and Zelina Vega are coming to SmackDown. All right. Which is like, yo, SmackDown got all the, they got the good people. Like, what's going on? They can't, I hope they don't try and use all the toys. Like, once again, like, they got enough people. They only got two hours of show. Spread it out. You know what I'm saying? Spread it out. Um, Daniel Bryan and uh, AJ Styles defeated Rusev Day. Because uh, Dick Amore came through and was once again low blowing people, and uh, we failed to mention Big Cass is out there and he's trying to make a big impact by putting his big boot in front of uh, Daniel Bryan. Yeah, we'll see how this whole thing goes with Big Cass. I mean, his he was they were trying to give him a push, but he had like the same match with Enzo like twelve times and. By the end of that shit, I was just done with B-Cass. If they had had him destroy this fool and then put him into a, a decent match with somebody, maybe it could have been something. But right now, he, and he has the exact same look he had when he left. Um, they're just going to have to do something with him. Plus, the, the interesting thing is, Enzo Amore, your nemesis, was cleared of all charges. So, maybe they'll sign him back. I mean, the best for both of them is when they're together. Mm. So I think this is probably more so for Brian than it is for Big Cass. Like this gives Daniel Bryan something to do that's temporary away from the title picture because yeah, we know how people are when it comes a, to Daniel Bryan. He gives him a big oak tree to kick down. Yes, definitely. Right. You know, and and you know so, um, and then also it gives Cass. Like someone to work with, someone to prove, you know? Even if he loses, if he's losing to Daniel Bryan, that's not bad. Also, Shinsuke Nakamura with the me speaking no English. Like, what did he say? He's, no, he said, sorry. Sorry for the racist tirade there. What did he say? I think he said, sorry, no speak English. Yeah, he um, said some variation of it again when he was on the way up the ramp and he tried to catch him with the interview. Like, um, but I, I like Shinsuke. If you see the the original video from last week, when they uh, <laughs> when he was in straight jerk mode, and they asked him, you know, Renee does that backstage interview and asked him what was going on, and just his expressions are <laughs> priceless. I believe I tweeted it out. You should be following me at LOYC. Tell a friend to tell a friend to follow me. Get my followers up because I need it. And you know, I, I get tired of being harassed like that by my man's. Then I mean, so, but yeah, definitely uh, Shinsuke, when he broke, he uh, dropped that, no speak English. <laughs> it was perfect. I'm enjoying heel, heel uh, Nakamura. So far, so good. We just need to get a good match out of it. I, I think, you know, WrestleMania is like, you know, two years long now and coming up that 
along in the card. Also, face versus face dynamic is gonna is gonna kill. Audience doesn't really know how to chill for. But also, I think AJ and Nakamura knew that this is WWE. They're gonna be wrestling each other in about six weeks again anyway. So, you know, let's not burn down the house on this one. Um, the benefit of AJ Styles John Cena from a couple of years ago was they wrestled each other like once every three months. It wasn't once every two weeks. Well, and that's the thing. You know, I think Nakamura's going to get the belt before the year's out. I'm figuring probably it's SummerSlam. But I think that might I be just, for Joe. Now that Joe's on SmackDown, uh, I think Joe's definitely uh, going to run this year. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. You're right. Ooh, and that's tight on you, Nakamura. I don't know if you'll get a run with the belt, though. Because when you face AJ again, he's probably going to lose right yeah. now. With, like, that boat. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That belt is definitely going to Roman, the Universal, and they're going to do a long reign with Roman. Um, and it's going to be painful. But Joe being on SmackDown, it, it gives him, you know, when AJ Smiles, excuse me, AJ Styles went to SmackDown during the original brand split, a lot of people were like, yo, he's going to win that belt. <laughs> you know, like. But I think that, I think Joe's going to beat Roman at Backlash. I think that from there, Roman's probably going to be fired up and even more determined to go and get the belt off Brock. I, I, and then he goes and does it. Roman losing to Joe at Backlash would, I think, do good for his character if they do the thing where, like, oh, he's losing and he has to rebuild himself up. That might build a little bit of sympathy with certain members of the audience if Roman does. But Roman doesn't engage himself with fans, you know. Like, the way he does it. It's, like, disingenuous. This whole, like, I'm here and Brock's not. But the thing is, that argument doesn't work because we all hate you. You know, you're not, you're I'm not su- speaking I'm su- to people. I'm surprised I haven't used the Roman lame hashtag before. <laughs> hashtag Roman lame. So I think he's definitely going to take an ass whooping from Samoa Joe. And then he's going to retrieve the belt from Brock. Now it's gonna happen is which which I fear is he's gonna take a he's gonna take an ass whooping, but then he's gonna pop up two Superman punches, one spear, and you know Samoa Joe's gonna be out. Yeah, we'll see what happens, bro. We got a week. They they got the greatest Royal Rumble in Saudi Arabia next week, Friday. I I thought back I thought backlash was before no it's, it's the greatest Royal Rumble. Rumble and then backlash. But here's the thing: the Greatest Royal Rumble, the same day the Avengers comes out. So. Oh wait, I'm tripping. Um, so. Because if he faces Brock before he faces Samoa Joe, then he, he's probably gonna win the belt. Yeah. So then, if he faces Samoa Joe, would he then lose the belt to Samoa? No, Joe? no he's not gonna lose that belt, to Joe. Yeah. I, I want. I, I want. I think that would be an interesting twist to have him Joe take the Universal Title to SmackDown. That would be an interesting twist. That would be. Too interesting, though. <laughs> Too interesting. Because then Swagske could win against Naka, uh, against Styles and go to Raw. That would be how that would be played out. Yeah, that could be. Too interesting. Though. But yeah, we got the greatest Royal Rumble, which... I mean, it's it's it's... I mean, you don't have to watch it live. It's just I know that's the same day Avengers is coming out, so it's 
If if you want to fight the crowds to go watch, you know. Yeah, fuck that. I'm going to watch Avengers. So. <laughs> hallelujah, hallelujah. Back. Actually, because that'll probably be my second time seeing it or something. I don't know. I'm probably going to see it beforehand, but I'm watching the fuck out of that movie. So, um, you, you got you got your Avengers. You can watch your WWE. I mean, it's it's 420 good people. Light up, smoke you one. If you smoke, I definitely don't. But I'm going to fire up this God of War and get busy. Holla at your main man at IllaYC. Holla at the Slam Bros at Slam Bros Pod. Where can they find you at Bowman? Yo, real talk though. Is Google only sending me notifications for basketball because I'm black? Do they know? So they're just sending me these basketball alerts. Uh, you can find me on the internet. It's at Bowman12L on Twitter, on Instagram. You can find me at Slam Bros Pod. At Slam Bros Pod. Uh, tell a friend to tell a friend. Uh, we're in here. Uh, shout out to everyone in the comments holding us down. Shout out to everyone on Twitter holding us down. Um, if you're watching Avengers, enjoy yourselves. If you're watching The Greatest Royal Rumble, enjoy yourself. Just make sure you take care of yourself. And, uh, on one final, because I just got a notification myself. <laughs> to- totally non wrestling related. But Black Panther related. Black Panther had the fifth largest opening weekend in history. It's crushed overseas sales projections and challenged the industry notion that black films don't travel. It passed Titanic to become the third highest grossing movie of all time in the U.S. behind Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and Avatar. And it is the highest grossing film in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. More than Thor. More than Captain America. More than Iron Man combined and now it's en route to another huge milestone as it yeah well the milestone is that it's basically made more money than all three of those films behind Iron Man Thor and Captain America that's awesome Black Panther's dope Avengers Infinity War can't wait to check it out it's the Slam Bros holla